Hi, this is Justin Norman, pastor of Knobs Baptist Church. We'd like to welcome you to the Knobs Baptist Church broadcast. We thank you for joining us and we hope that you'll stay tuned for just a few moments as we have a special song and a message from God's Word. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long This is my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my side, angels descending, ring from above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This Savior all the day long. Praise 
Revelation chapter 22. I want to begin reading where we left off uh, last week uh, here in verse number 8 as we will see this conclusion to this book of Revelation. Now you'd think <laughs> toward the end of the book uh, maybe well, you can just skim through it and go on by. But there's a lot of information right here at the end of this wonderful revelation. That's amazing for us to take in. And certainly it is worthy of of our study tonight. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 8, the Bible says, And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which shewed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of this prophecy, of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, Jesus has sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. I have testified these things, saith he, he which testifieth these things, saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. 
we see in this conclusion of this revelation here in verses 8 through 21, uh, great commandments which are given us, which we should take to heart. And I believe that it's worthy uh, of our, uh, our study tonight, of our lesson, of our message, to see these great commandments which are given throughout this pastor scripture. First of all, which we see this commandment to worship. Look at John here in verse 8. I, John, saw these things and heard them, and when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which shewed me these things. I can imagine that John's reaction to this vision. You imagine he is seeing what we've been studying for the last several weeks. And a matter of fact, he, he has just got done seeing everything we've been studying for over a year now. And to see these things, and I can imagine the amazement that he was standing in. Certainly it brought him to his knees. Uh, it brought him to a place of worship and he certainly had a sense of worship about him as he these things were revealed unto him. He said, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. And certainly this reaction was natural for John as a believer. I believe, just as you and I, we would probably feel much the same way. In fact, the Scripture is clear that anybody that would come before Christ, certainly the Scripture tells us that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And even in the midst of these great visions, no doubt, John felt this uh, certain tug and desire and uh, almost a, a sense of humbling in himself to bow down even before this angel and to worship. We see in verse 9, Then saith he unto me, this is the angel speaking, See thou do it not. And though John had this great sense of reverence about him and uh, began to worship even this angel that was showing him all these things, the angel said, Whoa, John, I don't want you to worship me. He said, I am thy fellow servant, thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. This angel said, Worship God. That's the one which you should be worshiping. Boy, shouldn't we take this command in our lives as well to worship God in spirit and in truth, to see this revelation before us. Now, no doubt we have not seen it with our eyes as John had seen it. We've been studying, for, studying it now for over a year, and I believe throughout this study it should bring us, in a sense, closer to our walk with Christ to our walk and uh, with our darling Savior, I believe it would bring our relationship even stronger. Uh, in fact, as we go through this study, and certainly as we end this study tonight, uh, I believe that it ought to bring us uh, to a place of adoration for the one that has died for you and I. We see what He has created for us. My friend, when we get there one day, we'll fall down and worship Him. My friend, I believe right now, he deserves some worship tonight, amen. I believe we ought to get some good practice in. Even as we've been through this study, it would bring us, man, there's been some amazing things which we've seen. Hadn't there been, Brother Mickey? Some amazing things we've studied throughout this wonderful book of Revelation. And I can't help but praise my God for what he has done for me. The things that you and I will not have to endure. 
And even the things which you and I as born again children of God will get to see and experience. I tell you what, He's worthy of our praise tonight. I believe we must yoke up with this commandment. As this angel told John, he said, you need to worship God. And my friend, we see a great commandment to worship, but also a commandment to proclaim. Look at verse 10. He said unto me, this this angel speaking yet again. He saith unto me, seal now, or seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Boy, what a clear-cut commandment. This angel told John, said, I don't want you to hide this stuff. You don't seal this up in a scroll. You don't take this and wrap it up in a booklet, hide it from everybody. He said, I want you to do this. Seal not the saying of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Boy, a commandment to proclaim this everlasting gospel which was upon the heart of John at that very moment. I believe that's what he was speaking of. But I believe he was speaking more particularly as he said of this prophecy. We have read and studied from the very beginning of Revelation and seen the blessings that are bestowed to those that would read, hear, and heed of this prophecy. This is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. What He will come to fulfill. It's not anything for you and I to hide. It's not meant to be bound up and put in your dresser drawers at home. Somebody say amen right there. It's not meant for you to take this book and put it up in the top of your closet and nobody else get to see or read about it. Hallelujah. It's not meant for you to leave this book in the trunk of your car. Somebody say amen right there. It's not meant for you to seal this scripture up in your back seat throughout the week and never take it out and proclaim it. But my friend, we must do as the angel said and proclaim this everlasting gospel and this great book of prophecy that John had seen right here before him. There is a straight and clear-cut commandment to proclaim this prophecy. For it's amazing. It is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. It is, if you will, the last will and testament of God for man. It's the last book, the, the last book, Revelation, in God's holy word, that was divinely inspired, written by men, divinely inspired by God, which God would permit and allow to be canonized inside the book which we hold today, this beautiful book, this holy Bible. Well, I tell you what, hold them up and make the devil mad tonight. This book is not for you and I to seal up, but we are to... Preach and proclaim this everlasting gospel and this prophecy of Jesus Christ. That's what it's for. Just as the angel said, seal not the saying of this of the prophecy of this book. I believe this angel was speaking directly of that prophecy and how important it was. 
how important it was for him to reveal this to the churches. Boy, it's been important. It's been needful for you and I almost 2,000 years later to crack open this book and read it and study it ourselves. This Word is a living Word and it has not died. My friend, it's alive. And it's amazing what this book holds. Great truth, which we'll see here in just a moment. We see a commandment to proclaim. He said, and give a good reason for it, for the time is at hand. What time? I believe it's the time of Christ's coming. We know that the time is coming which these things will come to pass. As he said, behold, I come quickly. And certainly he's coming back quicker than we could ever think or see or say. It's important that you and I as Christians proclaim this book, this prophecy, this gospel of Christ. He also gives us a great aspect into proclaiming this word. How important but also how powerful this prophecy is. Verse 11, the angel said, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Boy, we see the great importance and the power of this very prophecy. There's not a doubt in my mind under the preaching of this great book which we've been studying for over a year now. Many folks could come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior as we preach not only the grace of God but the judgment that is to come. My friend, it's important that we not seal this book up. We let this book shine throughout uh, this community and tell people of what is to come in the latter days, in this end time. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. Believe that angel said, if they will not heed to this book, this book of prophecy, they won't heed to anything. If they won't believe this amazing truth, and he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. Yet that one which is holy and righteous, the angel said, He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. This book adds such blessings, adds such grace, hope to the lives and the faith of the child of God. Boy, it's amazing at the blessings which are bestowed in this great book of prophecy as one would study and read it. And it's not meant for you and I to hoard it up, but share it with one another. Proclaim it openly. We see also another great reason, verse 12. As Christ said, And behold, I come quickly. Boy, what a reason to proclaim for we know the time is at hand when these things will come to pass. But we know this time is coming quickly. He said, Behold, I come quickly. We see this commandment 
first of all, of worship and a commandment to proclaim. But this commandment itself, my friend, is of great reward. For Christ said, And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers, idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Boy, we see that this commandment being obedient to these commandments throughout the Scripture and more particularly right here in this very passage, we see a great blessing to these individuals that would be obedient and to these great commands to worship and to proclaim. For we see that there is a great reward. As Christ said, when He comes, His reward He's bringing with Him. I believe, I believe as we have said throughout this study, as the church would be called home to be with Christ, I believe that that judgment seat of Christ would happen right then. I believe, according to this passage that supports this very theology, I believe that as the church is raptured or called away, that this judgment seat of Christ would take place and right before the marriage supper. My friend, we see a time of great judgment, but we also see a time in which the child of God would stand and reward before his darling Savior. For he said, my reward is with me. When he comes back for you and I, he's not coming back to punish us. He's coming back. He's calling us. and He's bringing us with him. He's giving us a great reward. I believe throughout the rest of eternity, Boy, we'll spend time with Him and we'll, we'll begin to see these rewards unfold before our very eyes. My friend, I believe these commandments certainly are with great reward to those that believe. No doubt, I believe this pastor Scripture uh, would speak uh, in a sense that those which would simply keep a commandment would enter into this great city and receive reward. I believe that every born-again child of God with the love of Christ in their hearts walking by faith are obedient to His command. Now certainly we falter, we fail, we waver, we get tossed to and fro. Sometimes we commit, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're obedient, sometimes we're not. My friend, we see the end result for those which would keep His command. My friend, is great reward. It is a blessing to be able to walk in His commandments. And certainly as we walk by faith, we can walk in His commandments as He has appointed us to, commanded us to. We see that this, these commandments certainly come with great reward, but also we see in this pastor Scripture a great command to come. Look at verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star and the spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely whosoever will the scripture says well we see a commandment 
to come. He's beckoning. He's pleading with you. If you're here tonight and you're lost as Job's turkey, my friend, it's not time for you to wait and just settle, but my friend, it's time for you to come as the Spirit and the bride say come. As Christ says He's coming, He's asking you to come. He wants to meet you. He wants to come back for you. He wants you as one of His. This Spirit and the bride say come. I believe that's the Holy Spirit of God. I believe that's the church as well. Boy, it is our duty as we proclaim this gospel to ask people to come. As Jesus said in verse 16, I've sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. It was the church's duty as they received this revelation to tell the world that Jesus saves and what He's coming to do. To come. Come. It ain't time to wait. Don't say, well, but, hold up. No, not right now. No. Jesus said, come. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. Boy, what a blessing to those that would hear and heed this great prophecy. There is a command to come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. It don't cost you a dime. Christ has done paid for it. Anybody that would, whosoever will, boy, if you're thirsty, Christ, you can come and drink of His precious water. He is this water of life flowing freely from the throne of God for you to partake, my friend, that you can have eternal life and never thirst again. Come. Come. We see this commandment to come. But lastly tonight, we see a final warning in this revelation. Look at this. Verse 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. There is a great solemn warning to close out this revelation that was under John. We see a warning of addition is given to anyone that would add to this book. To add any word, to add any idealism, to add anything, maybe something that would alter the truth. I believe and I suppose it's even something that you would think would improve it my friend, this is truth. It needs no improving. It does not need my ideas. It does not need your ideas. It is the Word of God. It is faithful. It is just. It is righteous. But hallelujah, it is true. No man should add unto it. 
certainly as it is said in verse number 18, if anyone would add to this book, certainly the plagues of this book would be added unto them. We also see in verse number 18 a warning of subtracting. Anyone that would take away anything from this book of prophecy. And I believe this warning pertains to this book. No doubt throughout the scriptures there are many warnings concerning God's word. It is not to be tampered with. It is not to be added to. It is not to be taken from. And we see that certainly there is a great cost in taking from the truth of this pastor's scripture. We see that in subtracting or taking away from God's holy word, this prophetic prophecy that we have been studying for some time now, unto him, his name would be blotted, taken from, out of this Lamb's book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book, the manifold blessings, what God hath prepared for us, now certainly that sinks down deep in the core of our soul. It's a very solemn warning that must be heeded. I don't know about you, but it's passages of Scripture just like this. As we read throughout the Scripture and see that God's Word is a Word of truth, how it's whole and just, it needs not to be tampered with. My friend, whether it be in the Old Testament, whether it be in the New, I believe the Word of God is the Word of God. It is infallible. It is inerrant. My friend, I believe in this good old King James Version. I'll stick with it. I ain't going nowhere else. I'd need no other version. They can come up with every version under the sun, whatever they want to. I think I'll just stick with this one. Regardless of the arguments, regardless of what people think, I believe this one version's good enough for me. They can try to revise it this day and hour in which we live. They can try to change some words here and there and try to fit uh, to this day and time. or uh, They can try to even change the message as we've seen before in our studies. No doubt there are different sects or cults, you see, or false religions that would even make up or manifest their own version of the Bible to suit their doctrine. I believe as a Christian you leave God's Word alone. There's a great warning right here. I believe that what is stated and what is meant by this pastor's scripture in this great morning is that one can only add to or take away from the Word of God in unbelief. Someone may read this passage and say, well, what if a Christian wants to add to or take away? If you feel like I do about this Holy Word of God, you ain't going to add to or take away. That's all there is to it. You ain't going to. It's serious business. Somebody that would look at this Word in unbelief 
and think that it's okay to change it, they ain't saved by God's grace. That's all there is to it. You can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Simple as that. I don't believe that the Scripture's telling me if I change God's Word, I'd lose my salvation. It's simple. In unbelief, a man would take this prophecy and try to change it to fit his view, to fit his ideas, to fit his doctrine. My friend, let this Word be true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Let's go on. In the midst of this warning, as we close out this study in Revelation, as John had wrapped up what he had written down in this beautiful revelation, verse 20 says, He which testifieth, testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. After such a solemn warning, we see this solemn departing of the letter, of the prophecy, the closing up of this letter. And it leaves the reader of the churches with this. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. If we were left with anything else in this study of Revelation, I would much rather be left with that. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. I want His grace forever on me. His grace forever around me. His grace forever leading me. My friend, His grace is sufficient. To see us through these times. To see us through times of precious spiritual discernment as we've studied this book. To see us through times. His grace, folks, can see us through times as we are going through right now with this nation. In the world, as a matter of fact. His grace is sufficient to see us through these things. We've seen in this study... No doubt, it's as if the world is suffering with the birth pangs. As we've seen at the beginning of Revelation. It's as if we're approaching this very time as we speak. But ain't it good to know His grace is with us all? Amen. Even in that day, boy, when we approach that heavenly city, to know that His grace is sufficient. For it is by His grace that got us there. Boy, I'm thankful for this study. It's been good. Better than I could ever imagine. I trust that you continue to study out the Scripture yourself as well. You may want to go back read the book again. You may have already read it two or three times by now. Who knows? But it's a wonderful passage been a wonderful study. Amen.